So, you know, I'm back here with another episode of Savants and Savages. I'm your host, JP. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about addiction. Um, I know it's a, you know, taboo sort of a thing to talk about. It's it's not a it's not a, a thing that many people want to admit themselves that they may or may not have an addiction. Um, I myself was one of those people. I said, "Hey, you know what? I, I I've got a lid on it. I mean, I just you know drink and, and party when when I want to on the weekends, until I realized that it was every single weekend for the last four or five years. Right? That could be an addiction. So um, essentially, what I wanted to talk about is some some of the first couple of things that I've been doing in terms of steps wise that uh, have allowed me to kind of be aware of it and get get a little bit better in terms of my health is concerned. Um, so, you know, if you if you're not familiar with me, um, you know, my 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 story is this. I started drinking at 17. Um, you know, it was me and a friend of mine. We we snuck a bottle of tequila from his dad's um, you know, liquor cabinet. We drank like half the bottle. Um, in a few hours and we're just blasted. Um, and then I had to like run home and, and sneak into my bedroom and, and, and lay there all fucking drunk all night. Um, I started smoking weed at 17, um, using, and it's crazy as this sounds, I started using ecstasy at 17. Um, there was a nightclub in Chicago. People may know it used to be called energy. Um, but it was like an under an underage nightclub that you can go to, and for some fucking reason, ecstasy was just pouring out of this joint like it was on fire, and you know you see people having a blast and you know touching and rubbing on each other, and you're 17, horny kid, so yeah, I mean I started experimenting with ecstasy at a really young age, um, and let's not to let's not to let's not forget that I've been smoking cigarettes since I was 17 as well. So that's pretty much that. Um, now the alcoholism didn't really start until I was in my twenties. Um, obviously, because it's a lot harder for you to get booze when you're younger, which I didn't realize until I started doing this podcast and you know trying to change my perspective on life and become a healthier, better person. Hashtag be the change, right? So my alcoholism. As you guessed it, started in my 20s, my early 20s. I fucked up and got a couple DUIs really early on in my in my driving career, um, which which sucked, um, which then forced me to be sober from the age of 22, uh, 21 to 22, right? And that was court mandated. It wasn't by wasn't by choice. Okay. Now the entire time that I wasn't drinking booze, I was still smoking weed constantly, smoking cigs, you know, Newports, menthol cigarettes. Um, ecstasy, I stopped doing at 24. Um, just because number one, it got a lot harder to get. Um, they were throwing time at people that I knew like, you know, 20 years for having a few pills on them. It wasn't worth the risk for me. Um, plus it was taking a big toll on me mentally and it, sent a few of my friends over the edge in terms of, you know, them not being here anymore. Um, so there, there's that. And, and, you know, for me, I always felt like I was smart enough to say no, right? Um, which, 
you know, was like my way of saying like, oh, I'm not addicted to this. I can quit whenever I want. Um, little do I know I've been drinking alcohol for the last 10 years constantly. I can't even remember a month or two that I went sober. I mean, I can, but it, you know, right after the month was over, I was back down back in the, at the watering hole doing, doing the same fucking shit every single day. So cocaine started with me at 27, right? And the reason why it took me so long was number one, it's expensive. Number two, I had family members that had kind of ruined their lives. So I was sort of scared and skeptical about it. But again, like as all, you know, addicts, you, you, you try and, um, say to yourself or, or, you know, justify that, you know, Hey, listen, I've got my shit together. I, I've got a job. I, I pay my bills. I can fucking do a bag if I want to and, and control it. Um, so that was three years ago that I started doing cocaine and, and it's been, you know, it's been a, um, a trying experience for sure. Um, I don't blame anybody for it, but it, it's one of those things where I should have just never started doing it ever because, you know, as soon as I start drinking, the first thing that comes to my mind is, hey, I want to get a bag, you know. So, and, and right now, <clears throat> I'm going through the beginning processes of being aware of my addictions, of trying to be sober, right? And that's the difficult part, right? It takes you a fucking long-ass time to, f- to ask yourself, hey, listen, you know, am I addicted? And if yes... What are you addicted to? See, for me, you know, weed I don't smoke anymore. I haven't smoked weed since February. We're in May now. And I don't really have a desire to. Because um, at this point, after smoking so long, it really just was being used as a sleep aid. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, cigs is something that I still smoke. You know, I still smoke cigarettes. Um you know, it's the middle of summer right now. It's May 26. I mean, I, I would love to enjoy a, a cocktail or, or, a, or a beer. Um, I guess I'm sort of controlling my my intake, I guess. My, my biggest thing was, was usage, how much I used. Um, so, you know, I, you know f- as far as people out there listening, you have to be aware of whatever your addiction is. So I advise you to kind of go back in the in the time lapse of history of your life and figure out when you started doing certain things when when did you take your first drink when did you take your first um you know puff of a of a cig or of weed and uh, if you dropped acid or or whatever think about that right and look at your storyline okay and then and then compare it to where you're at right now okay that you sh- that should be a telltale sign if you're addicted to something or not. If you could say, hey, listen, my usage rate or I've been using since, you know, 10, 12 years ago and I still drink all the time, right, or, or whatever. Um, and then why? You know, why do you use these things? Is it because you're looking to escape or, or numb a certain feeling? Um, do you, do you, do you, are you unaware that you're that, that's what you do like let's say stress stress at work anxiety you need to smoke or you need to you need to go have a drink right after work because you know the boss is getting to you or the or the you know the project that you're working on the deadline's coming to a close and you're you're halfway done with it or or school is um is getting is getting stressful so you need you need a way to escape or numb that so th- those are the things that you decide to do right 
if that's your coping mechanism, when things get tough or when stuff gets stressful, then you may or may not be addicted to that thing only when those situations arise or occur. Um, and then the question to you ask yourself is, is, do you think you can control it? You know, do you think you've got a lid on it? And you have to be honest with yourself um, and look and see and look at your history, right? Look at your timeline. Be honest with yourself when you when you go back and you start thinking about it all. Um, do you think you actually can control it? Now, some people can, you know, some people can go to the bar and they can have a few drinks. They can go home and that's fine. Not me. And, and not a lot of people that I know, they, they binge drink, you know, they drink until they've reached well past the legal limit and they wake up feeling like shit the next day, probably because they were looking and searching for blow the entire night or they end up getting some or, you know, you start thinking of doing the real dumb shit and it's 1030 at night and you pop an Adderall pill. But um, it, it just depends on you as a person. But if you're not like me and you, and you can control it, well, you know, chances are you're just lying to yourself because you think you can control it. If you've been using for several years, uh, if you've been drinking for a long time or if you especially if you utilize um, uh, a justification process where you're like, hey, you know, I, I'm I'm I work better when I'm hungover. That's fucking bullshit. OK, and I know so many people that say that I know a ton of people who say that they perform better or they do things better like motherfuckers that say that they drive better when they're when they're drunk or when they're high like get the fuck out of here um that's that's just uh, again you're just trying to justify the actions that you have you're you haven't accepted the accepted the addiction addiction right so okay i may be have an issue with you know drinking or smoking or you know using um now I want you to ask yourself, honestly, when's the last time you were on a sober journey? Or or can you remember a time you weren't drinking or using or smoking? Did you ever set a goal for yourself and fail, right? So many so many people that are smokers, they go, oh, you know, um, I, I'm going to stop smoking, you know, I'm going to stop smoking, but after this pack, or I'm only going to smoke one cigarette a day. Or, you know, they, 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 they think, you know, I'm only going to drink on the weekends and that shit never fucking works, right? Because you're still smoking or you're still drinking during the week now. Um, it's because you're allowing yourself this, you're allowing yourself this, you know, this, this line that you can cross and there's, and there's no like, you know, um, there's no consequences for it. So what I ask you is, can I remember a time when I wasn't using and for how long now that's, that's when I, you know, ask or, or ask the question, you know, can you set us yourself a goal, right? Um, you know, is there a realistic goal for you to have? And, and it's really hard, you know, quitting cold Turkey, everything, you know, that shit's difficult to do. I'm finding it out myself right now. Um, but one thing that I, what I did do is I looked at it from a new perspective. Um, it fucking blows my mind when people think that they can go work out and still like drink heavily on the weekends. And then I'm talking about the people, not the people that are already in shape. I'm talking to people that are trying to get into shape. I'm not talking about the guys that are already got six packs and shit like that. Like, listen, if you need to work out and you're, oh, you know, let's say you're overweight or, you know, whatever, 
and you listen you can't eat like shit you can't smoke cigarettes and fucking drink booze whenever you want so from a perspective of a health perspective you know ask yourself am i healthy right uh mentally healthy well chances are you're not especially if you're using a, a, a drug or a, or some or you know booze as a coping mechanism because you don't know how to deal with stress and then hand in hand usually people that have issues uh with drinking or with doing cocaine and smoking cigs and so, usually physically you're you're not as healthy as you once were right you, you go okay you know maybe i can lose 20 30 pounds you know or you go on these half ass diets or half ass workout regimens and routines but you just you never wanted to give up fucking smoking cigarettes and drinking booze on that happy hour so looking at it from a new perspective you know am i healthy okay no i'm not healthy what things am i adding to my body are not healthy okay let's get rid of those things um, another thing to think about in terms of perspective is has my addiction affected my life in a negative way at all with work, with my love life, with friendships, with my health, right? If, you, you know, drinking has ruined work, or drinking's ruined your love life, friendships, or, you know, same thing with cocaine or marijuana or cigarettes. Um, if the answer is yes... Then, you know, you're further along, you know, you're, okay, all right, well, yeah, it's fucked up my work. You know, I used to do blow in the fucking bathroom or, you know, um, I used to have friends, but, you know, we turned enemies because of drugs and alcohol or, um, you know, love life shit. You know, I used to care a lot about this person, but really at the end of the day, they, they hated it when I went to the bar. So fuck that. I started going to the bar and, and I left that person alone, whatever. Um... And then, you know, back to the, the question of control. Do you do you have control of this? Really, the answer is simple. It's it's a no if you look at your track record. And let's say you've been using for a couple of years, right? And I'm not I'm not talking about somebody that's only been using for a year or two, right? Um, I'm talking multiple years of usage. You know, we're talking three, four, five, six years smoking, drinking, popping, snorting, all that shit, right? If, you, if you've got a constant track record of shit that you do well you know it's time to ask yourself all right is this is this the best thing for me is this bringing me to the path of my of the best version of myself usually the answer is no right the best version of yourself wouldn't be drinking and doing drugs and smoking cigarettes right that's not what you envisioned for your life when you were younger but the chaos of life, work, stress, adulthood, it comes at you like a fucking a ton of bricks. And the only way to deal with it now is over the counter. You know, you get it from your doctor and prescriptions. You get it from the street pharmacist. You get it from the, you know, the fucking liquor store. You've got instant gratification. You've got instant, um, you know, uh, an instant savior from whatever issue you have. And the fucked up thing is, is that you don't think that you have a problem because you're not like in the fucking gutter, right? You've got a nice place. You got a nice car. You think you've got it under wraps and got it under control. But really, at the end of the day, you don't because you've been using for so long. 
So looking at it from a new perspective and saying, hey, okay, let me take a step back. Let me look at where this all started. Why do I use this shit? Why do I, why do I go to the bar? Why do I do these things to myself constantly, right? It should be a pattern. If it's not a pattern and it's sporadic and you know it's, it's month to month or year to year, then you really don't have an issue. It might turn into one. But if you're a guy who, you know, every other weekend goes out and gets trashed and spends $280 at the bar or a gal who, you know, constantly wants to go out and you think it's because you want to go dancing and have fun. But really, at the end of every single weekend, you end up fucking drunk, blasted in someone's bed or, you know, vice versa with guys, you know, and Maybe you can, you're not getting as far as you want in your career or your field uh, that you, that you're doing, right? Or maybe there's maybe there's a loss of passion. Maybe life doesn't fucking feel exciting anymore. So in order for you to get excited, you gotta get a bag or you gotta fucking do this shit. You gotta go to the bar. You gotta go out. And that's the thing that made me worried about myself and said, listen, I need to take a step back, take a look at my, at my situation. And this is only my situation, but I know that there's people out there that can benefit from my situation. You have to be aware of your surroundings, right? Be aware of not only the people that you surround yourself with, but what happens to you during a daily basis? If you get stressed out at work constantly and your next fucking solution to that stress is going out and going to the bars or, or, or skidding high to go to bed and do it all over again tomorrow, there is that's, a, that's fucking insane that you have to do that every single... That's not what life is about. Life is about enjoying the fucking smelling the roses, dude, you know, stopping and going traveling, you know, uh, going for a bike ride, doing the shit that you, you know, it's so crazy when you're younger, they're like, oh, don't grow up too fast, you're gonna wish that, you know, you could go back in time, the reason why they fucking say that is because you didn't have a care in the world, you enjoyed all the little fucking things in life, you, you, you know, going out and playing playing uh, softball or kickball or, you know, going fishing and, and doing shit out in the world and, you know, uh, having a hobby or a thing that you did, right? As we get older, that shit disappears. It numbs away. Why? Because the life that we live, it numbs us. And it, it, it you know, the, the, the receptors and the feelings that we have that we're trying to, we're trying to replace the feelings of happiness that we once had with over-the-counter stuff, you know, with, with instant gratification. So there is a problem with, with you know, if you have to replace, you know, a certain feeling with a, with a drug or with a, with a bottle, right? And I see people all the time, you know, you don't even realize it. Take a look at your social media. Look at every single picture. You got a bottle in your hand or there's, there's alcohol there. Or, uh, you know, you, you, you look at your, your post of all the happy times and you're at a bar, excuse me, or you're, you're, you're fucked up somewhere and you don't really remember what happened that night. That's not life, man. Life is enjoying your friends. It's enjoying your family. It's, you know, doing something that matters, right? Be the change 
that you want to see in the world. It's so funny when people want to like sit there at the bar and talk about politics or about race and all this shit and they're fucking blasted drunk. You know, they've got their own fucking problems that they've got, but they want to talk about everybody else's. Don't be a hypocrite in life. If you want to actually do something, you want to actually make change and you want to be change, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, am I the best version of myself? And if you're not the best version of yourself, then how can I be and address those issues? So for me, it started off at 17. I'm 30 years old. I... I'm aware of my addiction. I'm accepting my addiction and I'm looking at it from a new perspective. Now, controlling it, that's the the hardest part. Controlling when I feel I have an urge um or, you know, there's something that's out of my control uh that, you know, brings me to wanting to to use. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I mean, it's not easy to do. Um, trying to replace it with an activity. For me, it's doing this podcast. I swear to God, it's helping save my fucking life as we know it. Um, you know, some people, it's working out. Other people, it's joining a, a group, you know, or creating a new hobby for themselves. Or... You know, the real successful people are, you know, starting businesses or creating ideas, becoming an entrepreneur, you know, working on something like they don't want to work at their fucking nine to five job all the goddamn time and make somebody else rich. They want to make themselves rich. So they're, you know, they're working on them. They're working on their project, whatever that is. Um, So looking to replace the urges for addiction, you know. I do have a few things that I like doing actively, right? Which which is nice, um, you know, hopping on my uh, on my f- uh, fixed gear bicycle, riding that around. You know, after that, the last thing I want is to smoke a cigarette and, and have a, a fucking IPA. Um, going to play basketball, you know, you know, going around shooting some hoops again, working out that that has its benefits. It only lasts for so long, though. Um, and, you know, shit, it's hard, you know, be going and working out every single time you may feel unmotivated. You don't want to you don't want to do that, this, that and the other. And I know that people say, well, that's when you decide you need to go. Um, you, you have to be aware that 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 of that voice. And, you know, I try and think of, OK, you know what, what if I didn't go do this thing or if I didn't do my podcast, would I feel good? No, I probably wouldn't feel good about it later. So I try and visualize myself in the future. So it's a part of a, a cognitive behavior therapy. Um, it's probably about the, the biggest shit or most intelligent shit I'll say. But um, uh, uh, when you can visualize yourself making these decisions, first you have to be aware of the decisions that you're going to make. And what the possible outcomes could be, right? What could happen in the future to your future self? If I get a 24 case and drink it all, well, I know that probably I'll end up waking up tomorrow feeling like complete shit. Now, 
you have to be aware of the decisions that you're making. Are there negative? Is there negative consequences because of this thing? Right. If I've got a you know uh, an appointment early on and I decide to go drinking the night before, I'm probably not going to get enough sleep. I'm going to wake up. Maybe I'll wake up late for it. Maybe I'll I'll get there and I won't be as sharp as I as I need to be. So being aware and would your future self be appreciative of what you've done? That's the thing. You know, that's the that's the one thing that I try and utilize. Well, I in the future, right, whether it be a day from now, two days from now or even, you know, eight hours from now, will I appreciate what I'm doing to my body or doing to myself? And if the answer is no, that the person probably won't appreciate you getting a bag of blow on a Monday night and doing it before work, you know, like ask yourself questions like that. Will my future self benefit from this in the positive? Okay, that's a nice step of controlling it, right? Starting to think, hey, you know, will, will, you know, drinking or doing this or smoking that, will I appreciate that in the future? And you know exactly how that shit makes you feel. So it's easy for you to say, hmm, maybe I don't need to do that. Everyone has, everyone has those two voices. Everyone has the, hey, you shouldn't do this. And everyone has the, hey, go ahead. You can do it. It's fine. There's no, no, no nothing to be worried about. And that is trying to identify which one is better for you in the long run. And the longer you ask, or the more oftentimes you ask yourself, will I appreciate this in the future? The more times you ride with the angel as opposed to riding with the devil. Okay. Um, So yeah, controlling it. That's a step that I use. I also have a list. I've talked about this before. I make a list of things that I want to do during the day. Um, Making my bed, you know, just building small habits. Um, and then I have a list of daily things and then I have a list of weekly slash monthly things that I need to get done in my life. Right. And anytime that I'm feeling the urge of saying fuck it and like going drinking or, um, you know, using and and smoking and do all that shit. I look at that fucking list. It's somewhere that I can see it visibly. I look at that list and I ask myself, you know, I probably should work on that thing. You know, and if I've got deadlines and if I've got if I've got it written down and I know it's important to me, chances are that I'll that I'll choose to do that thing as opposed to saying fuck it and doing something else. So trying to make a list of things that are important to you on a daily basis, getting those things done, building your confidence level. And then when there's times that you feel like, hey, you know, like, fuck it, I want to just, you know, I want to go out, I want to rage. It's Wednesday, but I've got this shit that I said I was going to do by Friday, it it helps you, it helps you stay on track or helps you stay focused. At least for me, I've been seeing that, you know, if I give myself weekly goals that as, as the, as the days start crunching down, I go, okay, well, I got to get this done. And then I'm, I'm putting that on myself to get that shit done. So uh, again, you know, when you have an addiction, it's it's hard for you to control it. Or at least for me, it's hard for me to control it. But some things that I do, um, you know, is ask myself, will I will I appreciate this in 
you know, tomorrow or the next day? Is this going to help me or benefit me in the positive in any way, shape, or form? And then I also look and th- say, what can I replace this with? Can I replace this with an activity? Can I replace this with creativity? Can I can I replace this with, you know, working out or or whatever? And that that's where I've gotten to so far. Um, and also, you know, talking about this to other people has helped. You know, my girlfriend, um, being able to talk to her, being able to talk to my friends about you know, how I'm feeling. And, and, you know, some say like, oh, dude, you're going through an epiphany. Like something's totally changed in you. And, you know, sometimes that's hard to hear. And like, well, I'm not a different person. I'm just thinking of things differently. And um, you might be met with resistance. So I would pick and choose who you want to talk to these things about. Make sure that they have an opened mind about it. You know, you don't want to talk to your fucking Coke dealer about you going sober because he's going to be like, no, fuck you. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, talking about it does actually help. And I know guys fucking it's so hard for us to, to you know, sack up and talk to somebody about it. But it really does help. You know, if you can just have that one person or two people that you can just talk about, you know, hey, listen, I think I may be, you know, going through this thing and I want to get sober, blah, blah, blah. It's nice to have somebody there just to kind of help out or, you know, pick up a book that, you know, read a book or listen to a podcast or, or watch a YouTube video about, you know, something inspiring. Other things that help you get motivated about certain aspects of life can help you with addiction. When you start seeing triumphant stories about, about things that go on in the world or, or, you know, you hear about somebody who, who overcame a certain level of adversity and was able to accomplish their goals, it does actually help out when you start thinking about it on this scale when it comes to addiction. So, yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at right now. I know that there's a lot more to addiction and and controlling it and, and accepting it and all that stuff. That's what I've got for you today. I'm your host, JP. The, uh, the channel's Savants and Savages. This is something that I'm going to do every day in terms of just keeping me on point. Hopefully somebody out there, it helps them understand their addictions or or, or their issues that they may be having. Um, I know that they can learn from my experiences. Hopefully that you can. Um, Again, this is JP with Savants and Savages. Over and out. I'll see you tomorrow.